This is the last Sunday with the theme running over. And as you can see, my message, the title of my message this morning is A Beautiful Mess. And I think if I say that, some of you can already think, mm, I know exactly what that means. Can you associate with that? Yeah. But I want to start this morning by reading a, a, a story to you guys. And this is from the book Breaking the Power, and the author is Liberty uh, Savert. I think that's how you pronounce it. But I want to read the story to you. It's, it's really a good story. And um, then we'll talk about that. So in her book, Liberty says that she was pretty rough in her young, when she was young. But she, when she became a Christian, God transformed her and gave her a ministry. So she was very excited to give her parents a 50th anniversary party because this would be the opportunity to show old friends and family how she had become an amazing woman of God. She prayed that this day would reveal to everyone in her family how God can change a life. Although she lived over an hour away from the party venue, she got ready in plenty of time. One last spray to her hair to set it, and she would be off. Except that she grabbed buck spray, or doom, like we call it here, from under the, the, zinc, the sink instead of her air spray. Quickly she showered again. But now there was no time to do her hair. She hopped in her car, and it was not long before she realized it was overheating. She turned off the air conditioning, but still something was wrong. She had to keep adding transmission fluid every few miles. She got to the party a tiny bit late. Fizzy hair, oily hands, red face. She would just take a few minutes to freshen up. However, there was a problem. In the heat of her large, in the heat, her large jar of face cream had exploded. And everything in her overnight bag, including the makeup and hairbrush and hairspray, was covered with sticky white cream. Good day, doesn't it sound? Her only option was to just go out and enjoy the party. There was nothing else she could do. She determined to have a great time and laugh anyway. Later, she told God she had covered this day in prayer, and it felt like it all had gone terribly wrong. She had wanted to make such a good impression. Then she felt God saying, Most of your family and friends remember how angry you used to be. They may never hear your testimony, but they saw living proof today of my power to change a life by the way that you handled this situation with humor and grace. I answered your prayers. 
Well done, daughter. Isn't it a nice story? How would you and I have reacted? So have you ever been in a situation similar to that? Where you prepared perfectly for something? You had everything in place? Because now you're going to make a difference or now you're going to help someone. Um, or now you're going to be an instrument in God's hand. Fill in the gap, whatever it was. But it just did not work out the way you planned or you thought it must have worked out. Why didn't God do it my way? And then you look back at it and you think, this was a mess. And just to be very honest, I've stood here in the past and thought, Landa, you blew it. Today, you blew it. You see, we all go through that. Sometimes we think, but why didn't it work out this way or that way? So let me ask you this question then. If you go, go, are going through something very difficult at the moment, what could be worse? Than what you're going through. Van het in Afrikaans ook vraag. As jy op die oomlik dier een baie moeilike tyd gaan, wat is daar wat erger kan wees, as dit waardeer jy gaan? Iemand antwoord? Ja, betekker weet ons nie wat ander dier gaan, dit is waar. Ek het gister, um, iemand gehoor sê, and this made an impression on my heart, if you think God has dropped you in that situation where, that you are in, if you think God has dropped you, or if you think he did not answer your prayer, or worst, if you think he does not care, or does not love you anymore, don't you think that's worse? Being in the situation that you are in, in the challenges that you are going through, if you feel God has dropped you and he doesn't answer your prayers, doesn't care, he doesn't love you, that makes it even worse. Because now I'm on my own. You see, we look at God through our circumstances. And then we think we know who he is. The way he does something for us or answer our prayers. And if he doesn't answer it the way we think it should be answered or the way we had in mind, we have a certain opinion about who God is or how he works. But circumstances can't tell us who God is because they change and chop, chop and change all the time. How do we know who God is? Through Jesus in the word, spending time in his presence, allowing him to reveal himself to us.
That's how we get to know God. And then we look at circumstances. And God's truth in another perspective. You see, then God's truth and who he is and how he has revealed himself to us. In other words, how big our God is. Then we look differently at our circumstances. And that doesn't mean that it's challenging. It doesn't mean that we're not struggling and we're not going through our own things. It just means there's hope. We're not alone. We don't have to figure this out by ourselves. There's someone that loves us. One of the biggest tools that the enemy uses is lies. Our lies. That's how he operates, especially here. If he can get you to believe a lie, he can get you off track. So he wants us to doubt God, maybe his motives, maybe his plans, maybe his abilities. He does not want us to believe and trust God. So as soon as he can come with one of those things, he can just get us slightly on another path. And you know, it, it starts with maybe three degrees here, which is not much. But the further it gets, the wider it becomes. And I could end up totally in another place. But if we do believe that God loves us and has got the best in mind for us and is with us and that we do matter and that he does answer prayer, maybe not the way we want it, but he does answer our prayer. The enemy cannot derail us because we put our trust in the word in the truth, in who God really is. And that's why a relationship with God is so important. That's why spending time with him is so important. Reading the word, praying, asking. Praying is not just talking. Praying is waiting to hear as well. If I've got a relationship with someone and I just do the talking all the time, is that it? relationship the enemy also doesn't want us to discover the new you or the new me in Christ the new creation because then we know what kingdom life is. We know what God's authority is in us. So that's one of the things that he will also do and use lies to say, ach, jy die verander nie. Niks is anders nie. Denk jy die eigen bekie gaan een verskil maak. 
Yes, it does. The word says so. The word says, by deciding to follow Jesus and accepting him as your savior, you don't only have God's nature in you, but you're transformed into a new kingdom. You're living from another place. You're experiencing kingdom life. And that's what he wants to steal from us. And then raak ons onactief. En ons is net op a survival mode. And that's the main lies that he brings to us. First, that God doesn't care. That we are just, amper sê ek nou rubbish. Nie so erg, nie maar, jylle hoor wat ek sê. That we can't do it. That it won't make a difference. All those lies. Or that we don't need God. We can do it on our own. That's the biggest lie of all. That's what Adam faced. Doesn't need God. You can do it. And that's where sin entered the world. Let's read the word. Let's go to John 17, 23. And see what the word says. Because this is our bread. This is what we feed on. This is nourishing our spiritual life. It says, I am in them and you are in me. This is Jesus talking. May they be completely one so that the world may know that you sent me and that you have loved them as you loved me. So how does God love Jesus? Father, how does he love Jesus? Remember when Jesus was baptized and he came out of the water? The first time that they could hear Father's voice saying, this is my beloved son in who I'm well pleased. I love him. That's my boyki. I love him. That's how God looks at you. Remember, this is what Jesus said in the Word. Let them just discover that you love them the way you love me. Mana, jy sy boekie, jy sy sien. Meisies, ons is sy dochter. Hy is so opgewonde oor jou. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that for those who love God, that is, for those who are called according to His purpose, all things are working together for good. Net wanneer ek so voel. Of net wanneer het uitwerk soos wat ek het wil Nee, all things. So now you can say, who are called according to his purpose. You are called according to his purpose. If you're a follower of Christ, there's a purpose for your life. It's more than just living 70, 80, 60, 90, how many years here on earth. 
to accumulate things, to have children, and leave this earth. There's more to life than just that. There's a purpose for your life. There's a reason why you called to earth and why God placed you here. For the sake of the kingdom. Thankfully, God knows and sees much more than we do. He's got the whole picture. And that is our trust, and that is our, our faith, and that is our hope. So we know He's the creator of all things. We are His creation. So He knows better. As ik wil weet te werk my wasmachine, en ek verstaan hom nie, gaan al ek manual. God created us. We need to read the word of God so that we can understand and know who we are and who he is. You see, he just knows better what is best for us. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Let's read that. Rejoice when you get what you want. And delight in your faith. Is that what it says? Rejoice always, even if you don't get what you want. And delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. In Every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. My last verse is my way in hierdie vertaling. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? That means ignore him in our lives. That means not responding to him when he, he wants to help us, work in us, comfort us, teach us, lead us. Anybody can be joyful when things go well. And we get excited and we cheer. And if the rugby team, I can't just one last little rugby gespeel nie. It's now helemaal uit voeling uit. But, but we, we're there and we, we get excited when good things happen. But what about the, the times that, that it's difficult, but God is still the same? When there are challenges, but his plan for you hasn't changed. His feelings for you haven't ch changed, hasn't changed. You see, sometimes God do stir up things in our lives. Because then, through the way we handle those things, and that's what the story is all about. He can really show who he is, that he is a God that changes people, 
that he does give second chances, that he can take the worst of the worst and change them and give them purpose and give them life. It's our responses, and that's the character or the fruit that we have. It's our responses to these things that people see. And we don't always realize that. We don't always know when people see these things. But that's when, it's the way we handle things. Our attitude towards things that showcases the transforming grace and joy. So if we know God and if we believe the word, we are transformed from the inside out. It's no use trying to do it from the outside. It's no use trying to put up a brave face or pretend. You know, in this church, we say that over and over and over again, and we will. We want people to be real. We are trying to be real. We all go through things. Ek maak droog man, jylle verstaan nie. Vraan het vir man in thuisa. But we learn from that. We grow through that. And that's the issue this morning. Even if things aren't perfect, we, way, we think the way we think it should be. Let's allow God to work in us, to transform us. So next time, we'll do it better. Because it's from the inside out. It's the spirit changing us, changing our hearts, changing our minds, changing our behavior. We can't change our behavior and try to, to reach our own hearts. It's Holy Spirit doing the work. And eventually it will come out. Whatever is in us will come out. And we won't even know people see that. You see, when we're transformed from the inside out, it's then that we give flavor to people around us. Then we're the salt of the earth. It's then that they can taste and see that God is good. It's then that we bring light into a place of darkness when we enter the room, not because of who we are, but because of his light in us. Even if it's just a smile for someone that needs it. Even if it's just at pick and pay at the till. I try and read their names. And when I leave, just to say, Thank you, Nkosi, or whatever her name is, or sorry, or pity, or whoever. Just that little bit of showing that we care 
that they are important. And people start to open up. And people start to share their lives with you. And you can say, but you know what? I'll pray for you. Or remember, you're not alone. God is with you. Or whatever God gives you to do or say at that particular moment. It's the peace in our hearts, the love of how we treat people, the trust that we have in God when we do not know how to do things or are in trouble, or just the obedience to his word. Just because God said so and I love him. Even if I don't really understand the full impact of that. But the word says so. I want to be obedient. Not because he forces me. Not because I'm scared he's going to. Punish me or anything like that. But because I've discovered his heart. And I love him. That is naturally running over. Remember, that's our theme for this month. That is how we naturally let God run over from the inside out. In spite of circumstances, trusting God to work in us and through us. Always in us and then through us. And we sometimes think, this is a mess. Ek het al weggerei by mense, dan denk ek, o, frek, nou het ek het opgemors. Dat kan maar baie simpel wees, and then you get a WhatsApp later on that says, oh, thank you, I really appreciate this or that or the other. And then we can just say, thank you God, you know what you're doing. Because we don't always. But you see, it's supposed to be a beautiful mess. Because he must get the honor and the glory. We're not supposed to be in control all the time. We're not supposed to be perfect. Perfect for God is being mature. Not, it doesn't mean not making mistakes. By the way, I've just learned that in my studies. Thank you, Alexander. Perfect for God means growing to maturity, which means we will still make mistakes. But we still have this desire to grow. It becomes a beautiful mess. Love, Herman, Sprinky. Sit on your phones up. Yeah. Sure, who like that milkshake or what is it? Romeis for you. We gaan a hele celgroep aan daar een deel weer. You see, he's supposed to get the glory. He's supposed to be honored through all of this. And that's why we're here. To draw people to him. Ek sê altyd om net padwysers na God toe te wees. 
ons kan nie mekaarse probleme oplos nie. Ons kan nie goed wees vir mekaar nie. Ons kan mekaarse hande vat en om te laat om het te doen.